0: Any partnership, whether it be marriage or whether it be at work, um, if it's going to uh, succeed, then you do want to consider the needs of all the participants.
1: This week we talk about the specific needs that an individual might have in a marriage. More specifically, affection. Can you demand it? Dr. Karen Sherman has answers. Stay tuned. We have a ridiculous, limited-time wine club special going on right now. Go ahead, open your browser while you're listening to this. Visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link to find out the details. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always fantastic Dr. Karen Sherman.
0: Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. You're so nice to always greet me in such a pleasant way. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh,
1: my pleasure. That's how I feel um so, you know so those who have listened to this podcast uh have heard karen and i chat a million times um and so you know how fantastic she is but i'm going to give you uh the the bona fides once again she is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years uh she is an author uh she runs her own um Program called from fight to foreplay and you can get information on that at from fight to uh, She has her own radio show on the sex talk radio network called your empowered relationships And she has uh, joined us today so that we can talk about the topic of demanding affection um, I want to get started Karen by first asking why is affection so important in a marriage and Perhaps, maybe it's not. It, it, I mean, is it? It is.
0: It is. Okay. Um, our skin is um, really an organ, so to speak. Um, we need affection. We need hugging. Uh, this goes back. We have studies from years, years, years ago uh, that goes back to Reese's monkeys. And what they did is they took infant monkeys away from their mommies And they created surrogate substitute moms uh, by um, with wire creating the form of a monkey. And they covered one monkey with soft cloth, and the other was just the wire form. But with the wire form, they put in um, a bottle. Uh, With the cloth monkey, they did not put a bottle in. Mm -hmm. Then they put the baby monkeys into anxiety provoking situations, and they watched to see where the baby monkeys would go. And they went to the surrogate mom that was covered with cloth, not the one that had the feeding. And from that, they realized that in times of need, what is helpful is contact comfort. And this then is also accurate for people Um, It's very, very important that we have a sense of contact with other humans, which is why hugging is so important and why we know that, you know, the formula supposedly is four hugs a day. But affection is very important. We just, we need it. Um, It it makes us feel better.
1: Wow. That's a very interesting study. And so what's the deal with the four hugs?
0: Uh, well, I guess it creates enough stimulation for us. It makes us feel good. Um, and I guess it's easy to do the four hugs because, uh, you, when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you leave your partner during the day and when you return to each other Hmm. and that would at least be enough so that you felt that you were, you know, getting the stimulation you needed, getting the affection that you needed.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so if we're talking about affection and needing affection or wanting affection, if your spouse was never outwardly affectionate toward you, uh, but now you feel that you need it, is it okay to make that request that you want or need more affection from your spouse?
0: Yes, I think absolutely. Now, again, you know, we've had other discussions about asking for your needs. Um, And what you would want to do is say, you know. I, I really, you know, need a little bit more affection as opposed to, oh, you never hug me or, you know, you know, what's wrong with you. So what you would say is, you know, I would really like a little bit more affection or the other thing is, you know, when you do hug, say, oh, that felt so good. And, you know, the, your partner's not an idiot. Oh, it felt good. Okay. Let me do, you know, do some more of that. Oh, you know, I just love when we hug, you know, you know, makes me feel so special, whatever. But yes, you know, if it's something you need, ask for it. Um, it is not going to be helpful to assume that your partner is a mind reader and will know that that's something that you need. We have different arousal levels. And so if you need more affection than your partner, then, then do. Then ask for it. Okay.
1: And we, we get a lot of questions and queries from wives specifically about this issue. Is this a gender-specific issue about needing or wanting more affection?
0: that's an interesting question steve um i i don't know of any study so i can't speak you know research statistically yeah Yeah. but i think anecdotally it does seem that women seem to need it more though i will tell you i've got several male clients who say that they wish that their wives were more affectionate to them um maybe it's because by and large you know women are um, allowed when they're being socialized to, you know, hug their girlfriends, to walk arm in arm, you Mm -hmm. know, to demonstrate it more. And so they just grow up with it and therefore, you know, want it more in their relationships. And, and little boys are not, you know, raised to be that way. You know, you don't see little boys walking arm in arm, you know, they give each other a tap on, on the tush during games, but you don't see them walking arm in arm that much. Um, but i so i I would tend to agree with you anecdotally that women tend to want it more, but i I don't have any research on that, and, as I said, I have had male clients complain to me that they wish their partners were more affectionate
1: yeah and i I think we we've heard the stories too about uh men, and this is an extreme case, obviously, but men uh getting prostitutes or whatever just for the affection and the yes. attention. And, and not necessarily for the sex. So like I said, that's an extreme case of this kind of a thing. But um, I, th- I think it is an indicator that this type of thing isn't necessarily only something that women crave is that kind of affection.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. That's a good point that you brought up.
1: Um, okay, so if you need more affection, whether you're a man or a woman, <laughs> what would be a first step to take?
0: Well, you can ask or you can start to demonstrate it yourself. You know, if you start to demonstrate it yourself, you know, let's say that you're with a partner who hasn't been raised in a home where they demonstrated a lot of affection. So they may be a little bit hesitant to do it just because they weren't raised that way and they're not as comfortable. I'm working with one couple where um, their ethnic background is where they are not very expressive. And so, you know, the husband complains that, You know, his wife is not affectionate, though he understands that it's their culture. So, you know, one of the things we talk about is exactly this. Let her know that you would really like it, that when she does demonstrate it, you let her know how much it pleases you and for him to do it a little bit more to her. So she gets more comfortable with it because it's just really a matter of that. She's really not comfortable with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And I mean, if you have difficulty showing affection, um so we just talked about demanding it, but what if you have trouble showing it what can you do um to get yourself more comfortable um i I mean, is this something you, we talked about the hug thing in the beginning? Is this something where you just start with a hug or maybe holding hands or something as simple as that?
0: Yes, I think so i think I mean first of all, if there is a discrepancy in the couple where one you know, wants more affection and you're not as comfortable. I think that, you know, it's the elephant in the room kind of thing where you can say, look, you know, it's not that I don't love you or that I don't care for you. This is just not something I'm comfortable with. But any time a couple has two different sets of needs, you're going to have what would what would be ideal is if you say, okay, you know, we have disparity here, but we want to try to meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you do try to meet somewhere in the middle. And the person who is accustomed to uh, being affectionate may not get the kind of affection that they want from the maid. And the maid who isn't affectionate may not, you know, um, feel so comfortable really coming out of their shell so much. But you start with doing little things. You know, when you start to ride a bicycle, if you'd never ridden a bicycle before, you know, when you get on the first time, that's not going to feel real comfortable either. And you're going to fall and it's, you know, you're not going to have your balance and you're not going to know how to steer the wheel, etc. But you do it little by little. Um, you know, it's a matter of your motivation. Um, you know, when you start to learn to drive a car, you don't know what you're doing either. But a teenager is very motivated to drive <laughs> yeah. car, so So they keep at it. So it's a matter of, you know... Um, wanting to please your partner and saying, you know, look, I know that this would probably feel good and, and taking the little steps, like you said, holding the hands, um, you know, giving a hug and, you know, just starting to ease into it little by little and having the partner who is affectionate, you know, say this felt really good. This was nice. And, you know, this is, you know, this is great so that it makes the less affectionate partner, feel more comfortable doing it, not feeling so ill at ease.
1: Mm I, when I think of this, I, and this is going to be the improper phrasing, I think, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I think about stuff like this as little sacrifices. Um, and when I think about this, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, uh, because we do these things in life all the time that, we would prefer to do other things instead. So for example, we exercise not because we love to go spend a half hour, 45 minutes in the gym riding a bike going nowhere, but we do it for the benefit of our health. And I think in this kind of a situation, it's a little bit of the same thing where you hold the hand of your spouse because that's what they want and or need. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily because it's the thing that you want to do more than anything, but it's part of, the motivation factor, and in this situation, it would be the motivation to have a healthy, strong, vibrant marriage well
0: absolutely first of all, I have no objection to you using the word sacrifice, and right now, the name escapes me, but I remember years ago at a smart marriages conference, one of the leading uh, therapists spoke exactly about that and said that in marriage you do sacrifice for each other. So don't worry about using that word. Um, but see, other- like I, the only reason I
1: was hesitant about using it is because I feel the verbiage around marriage has just a natural negative connotation to it.
0: And mm-hmm. it's
1: been perpetuated for so long. Like the marriage is hard work, Uh part of my language, but I think it's total crap.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think it requires attention but yes. the but but it's work. It's I, I just I feel like, well, I feel like if somebody feels that their marriage is that much work, it sounds like they made some poor decisions along the way. Um, and, and I say that with the utmost respect to people who are like trying to work through their relationship. But it's all about attention, in my opinion. And like you don't say that for other things in your life um, where you have a passion for them. So you would never say that about, um, I don't even know, like car enthusiasts, you know, they talk about the love of their car and all the waxing and polishing and all this stuff that they do. Um, And, and some, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I hear this all the time and it drives me crazy when people talk about their marriage, about it being hard work, because I think it's, it's a mental shift that needs to be made.
0: I I agree with you, um, and I think calling, telling people that they have to be more mindful or give attention to their yes,
1: relationship, or
0: prioritizing it is a much better way of phrasing it. I think the concept of you have to work at your relationship has grown from the idea that people had this myth that you fall in love and that's going to be enough to carry you through. Yeah, I think that's probably you know why we came to the idea of, oh, boy, you know, I thought I would just fall in love and everything be okay. This turned out to really be a lot of work.
1: Yeah, I th- no, so I get that's that.
0: Okay. But let's go back to what you were saying about sacrifice. And I understand why, you know, you were hesitant to use that word, you know, in a relationship, in a partnership, any partnership, whether it be marriage or whether it be at work, um, if it's going to, uh, succeed, then you do want to consider the needs of all the participants. So, and I've used this example before, but for instance, um, my husband doesn't care for Japanese food and I really do. So does that mean that I never get to eat Japanese food? So he was kind enough to say to me, you know, look, let's go to a Japanese restaurant where there's things other than sushi so that at least you get to have your sushi and you know, you, you know, i we're not going to go out for sushi on a regular basis, but at least once in a while so that I can have that need met. Otherwise it's all about him. You know, if we never go out for sushi, it's all about him. Now Michelle Weiner Davis, who's, mm-hmm. you know, very famous in the therapy world uses that same concept as far as sex. If one partner wants sex and the other partner never wants sex, then you know it, it, it's all good as far as the women's movement to say, well, I shouldn't be forced into sex. But if, it's, if you never have sex because you never feel like it, then you're basically depriving your partner. Why should it be all about your needs and not the other? So now we come back to affection. Again, it's a matter of if you are on two different planes, so to speak, as far as where your needs are, you've got to come to a place where, again, you may not be, you know, totally cuddling and affectionate all the time, but it can't be where there's nothing because there's got to be an understanding of the needs of both people.
1: Mm -hmm. I, while you were talking, I came up with the word that I was actually looking for originally. Okay. Okay compromise
0: yes yes
1: so it's not a sacrifice it's a compromise
0: okay okay but again I'm gonna tell you that and I again I I cannot think of the gentleman's name but he talked about it being sacrificed but not not in a negative way okay
1: Okay. (laughs) I'll stick with it then (laughs) because it is I do think I mean just think of work in general there are so many unhappy people employees going off to the job every single day. And that is that is their sacrifice, they're doing it, but they do it because uh, the household needs an income. Mm-hmm. And so you do these things on an ongoing regular basis. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, you know, I put relationships as the number one priority in life. Um, I, I can't think of anything greater to sacrifice for than your your marriage so and and some people might go to their day job that is their sacrifice you know
0: yeah yeah okay um, I did want to add one more thing yes. in this uh, area of affection what I would just sort of be cautious about is not demanding affection okay, um, okay. because that's a turnoff. Um, nobody's going to want to, um, offer or give affection because they're being told I have to have a hug now or kiss me now, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't hold my hand, hold my hand now. Um, it it just comes off as real turnoff. So again, um, if you're feeling like you need the affection, there are ways to ask for it or to let your partner know that, It feels really good when you have it. But what you don't want to do is be demanding. And the other thing is that um, sometimes people do have an enormous amount of need for affection that has more to do with a neediness um, that goes back to their own childhood issues. So it may be that you're with a mate who is affectionate, and still it's not fulfilling you because you have such an enormous need for it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it behooves you to look at your own issues as to why you're not getting fulfilled.
1: That's a great point. I feel like that's a completely <laughs> – that's like a, a whole other podcast we could do about having that that gigantic need for affection all the time.
0: Okay. But I just wanted to put that in because you know I'm I'm imagining people listening and saying, but I am affectionate, and my no matter how oh. much I, it's not satisfying. So I wanted to respond to that.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm really glad that you added that point. Really glad you added that point. Um, so, so let's 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 stop the podcast here. Um, we will, maybe we'll readdress the. You feel your spouse is overly affectionate down the line sometime, um, maybe. So we'll, we'll figure that one out off air. Uh, but, uh, in the meantime, let's, let's, let's call that a wrap. Uh, so I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen.
0: Always my pleasure, Steve.
1: All right. So everybody, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also check out her uh, program called From Fight to Foreplay, which can really help your relationship. And you can get information about that on her website, from fighttoforeplay.com. She is the host of her own radio show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Your Empowered Relationships. So, uh, relationship. So be sure to check that out. And of course, you can find uh, her on the social networks. You can find us on the social networks. Um, You can get all this information on our website, hitchedmag.com. And uh, the new rule, as I mentioned in the last time uh, Karen and I spoke, if you have listened to five episodes your payment is some sort of rating or review on itunes or stitcher which will help other people find us when they do a search for marriage or relationship information and we greatly deeply sincerely appreciate uh your feedback so i want to thank you in advance for that um but uh, that's gonna do it so until next time thank you so much karen
0: okay steve
1: all right that's gonna do it take care everybody